You're listening to the Platte River Bard. On this episode of the Platte River Bard, we talk to producer and stream director Michael J. Lecker, artistic and musical director Jamie Webb, and lead male actor James Leroy Booker III about the Capital City Theatre Company's production of the musical Spring Awakening. Michael Lecker is also the founder and owner of Capital City Theatre Company. The winner of eight Tony Awards, including Best Musical, told by Duncan Sheik and Stephen Satter through what Entertainment Weekly called the most gorgeous Broadway score this decade, Spring Awakening explores the journey from adolescence to adulthood with a poignancy and passion that is illuminating and unforgettable. The landmark musical is an electrifying fusion of morality, sexuality, and rock and roll that is exhilarating audiences across the nation like no other musical in years. Capital City Theater Company's production of Spring Awakening runs from October 22nd to November 7th. All performances take place at the Capital City Theater Company's studio, located at 1742 North 48th Street in Lincoln, Nebraska, and streamed nationwide through a partnership with Music Theater International. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Platte River Bard. This is Chris Berger. And I'm Sherry Berger. And today we are here with the Capital City Theater Company's production of Spring Awakening. Welcome, everyone. Yes, welcome. To our little podcast. Yes. So, Jamie, you are the director of this show. Do you want to tell us a little bit about your background? So, I just graduated with my master's from the University of Georgia. I was serving as their resident artist soprano. And I was singing um, leading roles for them like Norina, Lucia, and Rosina. Um, After graduating, I was supposed to be working in Italy. And then because of the pandemic, I came back here to Lincoln and gave me a new opportunity of being able to work um, with this incredible production. What were you going to do in Italy? I mean... I know it was related, but... (laughs) I was going to sing Violetta in La Musica Lirica's production of La Traviata. You are young. There are many years to come for you. (laughs) (laughs) That passport's good for a little while. Yes, it is. (laughs) So what brought you to Capital City? I love directing. I also directed at the University of Georgia. I directed several of their scenes programs for the UGA Opera Theater. And this was an exciting opportunity to direct a full musical and not just any musical, but a musical that I absolutely love. I think this story is just so compelling and so time appropriate, actually. And so to be directing this production now is just such an honor. So now you got hooked up with the Capital City Theater Company. Was this, and I guess maybe this is also a question uh, for Michael, was was this on your plate already or was this something that uh, Jamie brought to you or did you guys put your heads together and say, let's do it? We were planning on doing Spring Awakening. Uh, We started planning on it pretty much right after we completed our first show. It was just a matter of how and when we could do it. Now, once we started getting 
into the process of producing it, uh, we put out an ad looking for an artistic and music director and Jamie fit the bill perfectly on both. Plus she knows how to pronunciate in German, which helped tremendously. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Shout out to my amazing German coach, Catherine Wright, for all of those incredible lessons. <laughs> <laughs> Do you speak other languages? Well, I don't know if I would say it. I, so I speak um, English, obviously, and then um, <laughs> Spanish. And then my most fluent language is actually Thai. Oh. I lived in Thailand for a while, but then I just awesome. um, sing in French and Italian. Wow. Well, and I suppose if you sing it, then you know what you're singing and you're learning yeah. in a different way. Sure. Yeah, because yeah. you want to know what you're saying. Oh, how neat. <laughs> <laughs> that, would, that would be good. That would be good. Yeah, you wouldn't want to sing the wrong word. Yeah, some offensive word. <laughs> when you were hired, brought on to direct, how was how did you find the casting process during this time and what was that like? Oh, that's such a good question. Um, I was incredibly surprised and impressed with the caliber of auditioners that we had. We had many we had a lot more people auditioning than I thought we were going to get. And um, everyone had um, degrees and a ton of experience in musical theater. And um, yeah, James is an amazing example of someone who just blew me out of the water. And the audition, I was like, oh, he's going to be our leading man. Like we all knew it right away. Uh -huh. um, and it was just, yeah, such a fun process to cast with Michael and we yeah, had a good time going back and forth, figuring out, oh, I think this voice is really suited for this character and this person embodies that person. But they won't just pretend to be Melchior, but they will be Melchior, you know, so that it's more authentic and genuine on the stage. And we had so much talent show up to the audition. Mm -hmm. It was, we were, you know, splitting hairs over who and how we were going to cast it. Mm -hmm. And you know, it came down to some of the most minute details and we're like, oh, we want to, we want uh, this person yeah. too. So. Never a bad problem to have as when you're casting something. But uh, yeah, from the actor's side, it's always just like, oh man, everybody's good and you can't be upset now and whoever gets it is like, oh, well, he's going to be good and she's going to be good. And uh. right. it was actually funny how we cast James here. Uh, we were looking at some of his videos that he had produced uh, from his uh, music compositions in his YouTube channel. And while we were watching him, another uh, auditionee who was, who is in our cast says, yeah. is that James? I know James. Do you want me to get a hold of him? He sung at my wedding. Oh. <laughs> You're like, yes, yes, please get him in here. That's oh, neat. So James, you came from Wesleyan. I just had graduated in May online, and that was insane in itself. And so yeah, my plan to save up money and move to wherever was the most, the smartest place to move, um, <laughs> with, that, kind of, that got kind of halted. And yeah, I ended up getting a message from Megan, and she kind of told me there's a crazy <laughs> opportunity that you won't believe, but if you want to try to take it go for it and fortunately enough they found a slot for me and I was able to be a part of something as great as this story is and I don't know I just think from 
the moment of getting here. I, w- I didn't do that great in high school. So <laughs> to get here and to actually learn how to be an academic person as well as a person that loves art, it, it was mm-hmm. nice. It was, it, it's been a lot of growing for me. So it's, it's, it's a lot of fun for yes. sure. Well, I'm yeah. glad you got to stay in Lincoln. That's awesome. That's <laughs> At awesome. least, I mean, I know you had other plans, too. but I'm glad. <laughs> yes, and not everybody does great in high school. In fact, most people do great after they get out of high school, yeah. which is clearly what you are are proving right now. You got to get through high school. That's right. You just got to make it through, man. You make it through and in you your own degree, you then you can do. figure everything out. But good lord, get out! Absolutely. Of <laughs> yeah, that's why. That's why that when we talked to Suzanne Weiss at the Nebraska Arts Council, we were talking to her about just how how much people stay in school to stay in the arts and and to do you know the high school yeah. drama and and arts so absolutely i was one of those really kids important. if i wasn't in theater i may just have wandered away from high school uh, but yeah. you know and mm-hmm. uh, yeah. very very important okay now <laughs> here's here's the big question for the director yeah. what did you think your biggest challenge was going to be and what did it really end up being because <laughs> <laughs> um, it's almost never what he's like oh now that's gonna be a problem no that's easy this is the problem <laughs> um honestly just to be perfectly frank there actually haven't been as many problems as I thought there would be. Like I came in and I was like, I'm just <laughs> my, Michael then, is cheering right now. <laughs> yes, I was just like so willing to grow and to learn. And oh, um, I just really found that everyone in the cast was just very talented and very willing to take feedback and run with it and not just content to stay at one level, but every single person in the cast wanted to grow, wanted to be the best Vendla or be the best character that they could possibly be. I was worried about each character finding that nuance of character, really um, um, investing in the musical adventure of going deep with all of these pieces and everyone just stepped up to the plate. Yeah, I was nervous about like, how are we going to fit all of these pieces together? How are we going to put on a show in a pandemic? And Michael did make that as easy as possible, given our circumstances. And so, yeah, I'm just really thankful to be part of a team that everyone is really invested and everyone's willing to put in the work yeah neat so have any of you seen spring spring awakening on broadway how did you go about studying i may have watched a couple of bootlegs (laughs) ah baby because some people like to get their inspirations from from watching you know the show that they're doing and then some don't want to see it until after they're done I definitely feel that as a performer too, there's always this cognitive dissonance of how much do I want to pull (laughs) from other artists? How much do I want to um, really leave it up to my own interpretation? And so in um, directing it, coming up with the choreography and um, in terms of musicality, I tried to do a nice listen through and watch through of the whole show just so I had a baseline and then work from there to just make sure that we were 
investing in what our singers and our actors can do best instead of trying to mimic or copy anything. That way it feels to me as a director a lot more authentic and real. And then we have movement that matches people's bodies and we have singing and expression that matches what um, is the most genuine in each person instead of just like curating it to be something that it isn't you know what I mean yes absolutely did you come up with the choreography then as well this is a really energetic show there's a lot going on on stage it's very energetic and yeah I was lucky enough to be able to choreograph the show It, it was a fun way for me to use a lot of the skills that I enjoy but don't necessarily get to use all at the same time so playing the piano singing directing sharing a vision yeah choreographing it was a fun process yeah that's a lot and a lot of us on the production team wear many hats because we wanted to minimize on the amount of people that we had involved in the process yeah yeah absolutely how many did you end up with your cast we have uh six boys five girls and three adults oh and one of the adults doubles as our male swing, and we have another female involved that is also involved, and those swings are able to cover who and if we need them in a production, if somebody goes down with COVID or if somebody gets injured. Uh-huh. Uh, there was a question right after we had cast our Hanchen whether or not he was actually going to be able to function with a broken foot that he broke the day after he was cast. Oh, no. <laughs> He's killing oh. Just He's chalk- great. He's great. <laughs> He's killing Chalk it up to 2020, right? Yeah. It, it was great watching him in the boot during rehearsals, mm. hobbling, or, hobbing, hobbling around on stage. So, sorry, Noah. I love you. You look great on stage if you're listening. But, oh, my God. It was comedic gold. him in a boot, we would have done it because <laughs> – so good we would have done it even he was selling the boot man that's awesome (laughs) more or less for you as a director complete jamie your your sort of you know journey with this final thoughts for this musical that you've been a big fan of and have wanted to do wanted to take a shot at what do you think it was such a pleasure to transition on Tuesday from being a director to being an audience member. Mm. And we put in so much heart and love into this show. And I was constantly nitpicking everything, trying to come up with all the feedback I could to make this as intentional of a show as possible and to make sure everyone was able to like reach the level they wanted to reach and they deserve to reach. And then, yeah, sitting back in the audience on Tuesday night, I was the happiest audience member in the world. just was so moved to tears by so many aspects and portions of the show. This story means so much to me just all of the themes are so relevant and each person really brought it to life in such a unique and special way. And just watching, yeah, everyone share their story. Oof, there's nothing as good as that. (laughs) So if a person wants to hear you sing, where would they go? (laughs) 
You can go to my website, jamieweb.com, J-A-I-M-E-W-E-B-B, if you want. Awesome. <laughs> so we've got, got some opera out there that yes, they can hear you sing. Excellent. Wonderful. We'll put that in the show notes. Not only is she a talented director, but she is an amazing singer, and we were lucky to have her. So. Aww. Thank you. And thank you for joining us yep, today. Thank you for joining. We know you got to run. Thank yeah. you very much. Thank you. <laughs> so now, uh, as, as, as our leading man, <laughs> Mr. Burger. It's such a weird day, right? I know. <laughs> um, this is, this your, is, uh, is this your first leading man role? Yeah, is this the first big time musical leading role or is this old hat or uh, how is this for you? This is not the first, but I treat it like it's the first every single time. Um, I don't, I, the leading male role or the leading role is such a weird thing for me because what I've learned through college and through people like Jack Parkhurst and one of the professors that I've really, he's taken me under his wing and stuff, um, is that every person is incredibly important. And if the leading character could be off a night. It, you depend on the entire cast to at least try to help you pull you back in. Um, you are looking out for each other. It's it's a lot like football for me. That's what attracted me to it originally when I was in high school. So yeah, it's mm -hmm. my it's one of my first. It, I, I would like to say it, it's one of my first, but I I've had a lot of great opportunities, and it would be um, yeah. ignorant if I didn't appreciate those. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, no. And it's not old hat. And that is such a refreshing attitude is that you just, you, you'd approach everything essentially like it is the first time. And I think mm -hmm. that is fantastic. And it is a team sport, uh, mm -hmm. theater and yeah. I, what a, what a perfect attitude. It is a team sport. And sometimes, sometimes we can forget that <laughs> we and it is we absolutely a team sport every single yeah. time. Now I, I, I actually, myself, I've seen several clips and heard songs, but I haven't actually been able to sit down and watch a production of this. Um, okay. But I know enough to know that... It's a heavy lift. You can't be shy and, <laughs> and, and kind of be in one of the lead spots on this. It's... Uh, we have a mini love scene. It's, it's, yeah, well, it's, it's, it's a pretty <laughs> sexy show, and, and you can't be shy. How, now, was that... Was that uh, sort of the first time you've had to experience that type because you don't get a lot of that kind of stuff very often, especially in a musical. You get a little kiss, you know, or something like that. But you guys are making out. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> and singing at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it, awkward. That's awkward. Uh, that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> The thing that prepared me, I think, was just making sure that I was making um, Vendela, Lauren, mm -hmm. um, as comfortable as possible. Yeah, I didn't want to do anything that would make her uncomfy. And that's what made it go a lot smoother than I think it could have if I was just, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if I were to thing. just go for yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It, it, would, it yes. would go so wrong. And yeah. it was just, uh, it was very um, closed for a lot of the rehearsals until we started doing the full runs. Nice. Um, Mike, uh, Michael and uh, Jamie really helped like <laughs> make us feel as comfortable as possible. So by the time we got going, it was, it was all good. That's really, yeah, I had to make a few actors sit out in the cold while we were <laughs> rehearsing that scene. And I'm like, Nope, can't come in yet. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and, and then the reason I ask is not just to be cute, but um, uh, e- even just the little kind of uh, kissing scenes or, or, or trying to convince an audience that, yes, you are in fact in love with this person. And if the story really depends on it, then you really got to convince him. And even just little moments like that, I've always found uh, it's hard to manufacture stuff. And, and it's nice to hear that you guys got a lot of a lot of time alone and a lot of important time to work on it, uh, because it is something that I think people can get skittish about and and maybe not want to work on or just say, oh, we'll just, you know, whatever. And we'll just do it, you know, and, and yeah. but it, it is important. And I I don't know. I don't know where I was going with this, but I <laughs> don't either. It's, it, it's hard. And I'm just saying, I don't know. I commend you for taking on that type of challenge um, among all the other challenges that this role uh, <laughs> uh, is he- <laughs> heaps on you. Well, yeah. I think I think this it's is coming so from I think this is coming from so the difficult. place, yeah, where he's done shows before and he had to prep me to tell me that he was going to kiss somebody. So, <laughs> yeah. no, but I'm just saying. <laughs> so I think that's where this is coming from. <laughs> Relationships are weird. Um, yeah. I'm currently in one, and so yeah being open and transparent with your significant other as well is uh it they i mean i'm fortunate enough to where she's a director so she understands a little bit more so it's just like Mm -hmm. it's it's nothing but people on the outside yeah it it, it's weird you you have to differentiate those two worlds a little bit yeah yeah it's just rough but yeah it it all has to be handled (laughs) has to be handled uh properly and uh Mm -hmm. and and whoa uh what, what handling uh uh, this guy's show would be. Yeah, uh, I, 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 I can't imagine. I, I'm, what I'm telling you is, I even if they paid me a million dollars, I don't think I can ever do what you are doing right now. <laughs> I think I. It's just I don't think it's in me. I think he's probably that scared of me because it took me like <laughs> no, it no. took me like two productions to get comfortable with the kissing. So now Hilarious. it doesn't phase me. But, but yes, so it's a heck of a role. I asked, uh, so I asked both James and Lauren what their significant others thought and if they had told them about what goes down in this show. And I got two completely different answers. Oh, wow. James, 100% transparent with his significant other. Lauren <laughs> didn't tell her till I don't think she talked about it with her boyfriend until intermission via text. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. oh I didn't know that. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that is well, tremendous. And I suppose it depends on where you are in the relationship too. So, <laughs> that you know, is awesome. That's that is awesome. Um, now, <laughs> I wish the podcasters that are listening to this could see your great smiles right now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. Le- Leroy's been it. smiling for quite yeah. a while. Uh, yeah. James has a great that's smile. My, that's my default. That's <laughs> just natural state. I love it. Now, uh, was this um, um, uh, Michael? Uh, now, this was your just second production at Capital City. Uh, yes, and, and you jumped into this one fairly quickly after the first one uh, you had mentioned earlier. Uh, how did you find, I mean, completely different from your first production, which was, of course, uh, Starkweather? Well, I, I don't pull any punches when it comes to the type of theater that I'd like to produce. Um, some of the stuff is very touchy. And Starkweather, we had 
a love interest who was in real life 14 years old and a questionable or I should say convicted mass murderer mm-hmm. uh, and Carol Ann Fugate. <clears throat> and a lot of those touchy subject matters is where I feel you can get some really great performances out of the character from the actors that are portraying those characters. You know, it's not like you're, you're frolic through the woods in a normal musical where everybody's happy and everything's bright and cheery. Um, the types of theater that I want to produce is just right on par. So to say that they're dramatically different, I would argue that they're of the same genre because yeah. they are thought provoking, they are controversial, and they are a lot of things that not a lot of people want to take the risk on. And I have that luxury of being the sole owner of Capital City Theater Company, and I don't have a board to answer to. We're not a nonprofit. We are a very much a for-profit theater that we are trying to just encourage artists to come in and express ideas, express roles they want to play in any type of fashion. We don't, like I said, pull any punches when it comes to the type of theater that we want to produce. That's great. We don't shy away from any of the yeah. controversial stuff. That's fantastic. Um, uh, and I, I, I got to ask you this because I'll, I'll continue to get on uh, 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 for Leroy. What, what do you think was your heaviest lift for this particular role? What was the thing that, that you think was the hardest thing for you to do? It, or was it putting every, just everything together? I think it was getting out of my head at the beginning. Um, I think we were all kind of in our head because we realized how quick we had to do a turnaround, how quick everything was going. Um, But more specifically, the rust of graduating in May and then not doing theater for about four to six months. Um, So getting that rust off was a bit of a challenge, but I feel like, again, the schedule and everything, how it was all put out, how everything was put together, it really helped get things going properly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't know. I think that I, I yeah. just think getting out of your head is probably one of the biggest things yeah. for a lot of people. Well, yeah. And especially the way this year has gone, knocking the rust off. Mm-hmm. I hear that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I sat <laughs> dormant almost all year and had to yeah. do something a little while ago. And it was like, Oh, Oh, oh excuse me. <laughs> Pardon me. Uh, <laughs> well, nothing, did I start over? Nothing like a pandemic, <laughs> like a pandemic to uh, yeah. be the correct time to open up a theater. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, so tell us a little bit about that. So um, I know that you are probably working with the city on your how many people that you're letting into the live performance. And then can you tell us a little bit about the streaming option? Uh, Yeah, we, you know, through the, the issues that we had back in March, we were able to perform our first weekend of shows and through the directed health measures that were issued by the city and uh, the state and the federal government, we had to shut down our second week. So we found that as a, almost like an opportunity um, with the live streaming functionality that we wanted to be our main focus. We quickly threw together the live stream for Starkweather rather hastily 
unfortunately. I wish we would have had even one more day to refine. But we found that the live stream had just as many viewers as the in-person ticket sales, which was amazing to us because we didn't realize that there was a market for those types of things. Nice. We also realized very quickly that there were also a lot of people coming from out of market that were watching that show. So mm. while I was sitting in quarantine all of those months <laughs> back in March and April and May, I came up with this idea. I kept, I kept thinking to myself, how can we incorporate technology with art, you know, with the art that I want to showcase here at our theater and coming up with this streaming theater was the solution. Yeah. We had to wait for different companies to come up with streaming right options because, mm. you know, with oh, these yeah. rights houses like MTI, who is, has the rights to Spring Awakening, it took time for them to come up with a solution to be able to do live streaming performances and the rights to those. Yes. So once those came to flourishing, we went full steam ahead with purchasing the rights, building the theater to accommodate live streaming. And we are doubling down, tripling down, quadrupling down on the fact that our show is now available, not only to the Nebraska market in person, but to a broader audience nationwide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Neat. So we we really do embrace that. And something we have found with the first three days of production of uh, the actual show itself, we are selling just as many live stream accesses as we are in-person tickets. So that is that is fantastic. That is tremendous. That is so we love nice to hear. That is so <laughs> nice to hear. Um, that people are, hey, even if they can't go out, there's they they still want to see theater and yeah. they're still willing That's... to support it. That is a thing of beauty. Yeah. It was a uh, it was surreal last night. We had six people in the audience here for the live viewing, and we had almost fifteen on the live stream. Cool. So it was we knew we had an audience of those fifteen live streams that were happening in people's homes. You know, there's multiple viewers, so you take that yeah. 15 by two or three at each one, maybe, yeah. and then you add that to the audience, and all of a sudden, it doesn't seem like we have a, a audience of six. We have an audience of 50, you mm, know? Yes, right. Yeah. Yes. You can always get more people on a stream than you can ever get in a theater, mm -hmm. and yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah just uh, the way things are changing and the such rapid pace that you know, our, our, our little theater world, uh, uh, changed and, and yeah. transformed and, and now we're doing this and, mm -hmm. and guys, who knows what we'll be doing next year, but, uh, oh, man. man, five years from now, I have no idea. Yeah. 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 Now it's just like, yeah, that whole yeah. question, where do you see yourself in five years? I don't think yeah. anybody is able to answer that anymore. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, well, Leroy, thank you so much. It's so nice to meet oh, you. you. It was great to meet you. You um, have a great, great smile. You. Well, thank You're you going to so do great. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Yeah, thanks so much. Break all of the legs. Yes. Much, much success on uh, the, the rest of your run, sir. And, thank you so uh, much. Yeah, and uh, uh, just kill it. We will be watching. Yep. 
for sure. Yep. Yep. Yes. Awesome. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Let us know what you think. Yes, I, we absolutely will. Thank you awesome. very much, Mr. Lee Warren Thank Booker. You. Thank you. Thank you so much, you guys. You're, you're a blessing yeah. to me right now. <laughs> oh. Thank no, you. we're happy to do it. So we we're, we look forward to talking to you again. Yes. All right. CapitalCity.Live, we run through November 7th. Thank you for listening and supporting the arts in the Platte River area and beyond. Please subscribe to our podcast so you are sure to catch all of our future episodes and join us on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Music for this podcast was used with permission by Screaming Skull Productions. See you next time on the Platte River Bard.